This is Multinew Media. Hi everyone, I'm Chase Raz, and with me today is Chris Ayers, and this is episode 81 of Multinew Media. And now that we have that out of the way, hi Chris. <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> Pretty good. It's been a while since we've spoken. It's been a while since um, we've done a show together. And uh, but when I say it's been a while since we've spoken, I mean behind the scenes as well. A little bit. Uh, I had some vacation. Had a lot of work stuff. I uh, I've been a little busy lately. I think you've been a little busy lately. Oh, a little. That's an understatement for both of us. But it's been you know every time we've done an episode over this summer, we've we've said the same thing. And I remember in late spring we were talking about oh it'll it'll calm down soon. It'll calm down soon. And it just hasn't. And I think this is our new normal, right? It's something like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's just kind of always a little crazy. So today, uh, not to jump into it too fast, but I think we're going to end up with some tangents. So I'm going to move right in. <laughs> not a lot of banter today, folks. Banter. Oh, banter, banter, banter. A while ago, you mentioned to me that you want to uh, get back into blogging a little bit. And yeah, that's correct. Before that, probably, what, a year and a half ago, you also... Uh, got on to me about trying to reinvent the wheel too much about absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah, I did because, and, and honestly, I'd been getting on to you for more than a year. It was just, I kind of let, let both cannons go about a year ago. Well, you're not the only person that got super frustrated with me. And so I've, I've been hearing that over years and years and I, I take the feedback and it takes a while but, but I got through. You got through uh, with with <laughs> although you did have some help from other folks. Um, and you know what I've I have kind of come to in all of this is that over here on the business side of everything, which I, I know we talk all the time. There's there's not a lot of distinction between business and technology anymore, but there's still different job functions, uh, different ways of thinking, different methodologies. And over here on the business side of things, um, we can get into trouble because we expect too much. We have biases that we bring in and we, we expect things to be a certain way. But when you started your blog or, 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 or we started setting it back up, right? Not ready to do the big reveal yet, but when, when you started setting it back up, you're, where are you hosting your blog? GitHub. And this blows my mind, right? Because I'm thinking <laughs> that you're going to have... I use a tool called Jekyll. I, I So... <laughs> He, 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 I, I did exactly what you were going to do, what, what you did. I was going to do that. So what, what I take wanted, a year and build everything from scratch? I almost did. You see, okay. <laughs> so so you got on developer. to me, but you have to fight it too. Uh, yeah. I, I'll tell you, I'm a .NET developer. .NET Core was, was, was just out. Uh, .NET Core 2 released like a week ago. So I'm like, okay. I'll I'll get some Azure cloud hosting. I'll build a site in .NET Core. I'll um, I'm an Angular developer also. I'll build out the site from scratch in Angular on .NET, and I'll write a blog about how you do all that because that's what a lot of people want to do. Um, and then I'll have to style it, so I'll style it with less than SAS, you know, SAS most likely. And I was just like, that. <laughs> I've done to do all this work and I'm not going to be writing. So not only that, meanwhile, we're watching people half our age on YouTube make money from advertisements and get thousands of followers when we're sitting here, you know, going, wait a second. Um, 
Cricket, cricket, why is my blog empty? And it's not only that. Um, I realize, because I've gone to a number of meetups in my area, I um, have presented. <sighs> There's only so many people that really want to hear a super high-level technical talk, mm-hmm. and I'm probably one of them. <laughs> right. So most people well, – uh, sorry, there's a storm going on. Hey, that's fine. Uh, most people want to get into programming. They're not programmers. They want to get into it. They want to get better at it. They want to learn a new technology, which is entry-level stuff, entry-level topics, techniques, and small things that can be you know, bite-sized nuggets of knowledge. So why do I need to go reinvent this whole site when – and I saw uh, a great tool. It's called Jekyll. It's written in Ruby and, and uh, it, you can self-host it in GitHub pages. And so you install Jekyll and you pretty much say new site and it gives you a very basic theme. And you use Markdown, which is pretty much like a text editor with some – Yeah. Like – I use hash symbols and maybe Some I wonderful I stuff. One Mark, space Markdown space is great. Make ordered lists and I just check it into GitHub and boom, the page is hosted and, and updated. So if anyone hasn't figured out by now from the title, we're talking about using existing tools and why that's so important, not just for business leaders, but also every different aspect of business, whether you're in IT or not. Um, using existing tools that are there because Here's where I brought my own bias in. Um, I remember <laughs> back in the day being uh, educated in marketing classes and others where I was told, you know, you never really want someone else's branding on your materials. You know, you would businesses would advise you, oh, definitely go out and get uh, merchant services accounts so that when somebody gets their credit card statement, they see your name on the bill Instead of, you know, PayPal or whatever, those didn't exist necessarily at the time or were they in their, uh, were in their infancy. Hey, before you keep going, mm-hmm. nowadays, who cares about pay, seeing PayPal on a site? Exactly. Anybody? Anybody? The, no, I don't think so. The first time, and I don't, here's what I don't know. I don't know why I didn't get this concept. The first time I saw a large business, I believe it was McDonald's, advertising their Facebook page on television instead of their website. Like, why didn't go, I go, get this? Go to thing? where the users are. Yeah, exactly. Go to where the users are. And so today, uh, again, if anyone you, missed you it all this at, way in, like, using McDonald's existing nowadays tools. advertises Uber Eats. They they have signs saying like Uber Eats McDonald's on the McDonald's. Wait, Uber Eats McDonald's? I heard that wrong. Why did Uber yeah. eat McDonald's? Is this a joke? No, I'm kidding. No. I tried. No. You can be at home I, and go on your phone and have them bring you McDonald's. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I was just uh, trying to oh, make a really bad joke. Side note, and this blew my mind. We were up in Tennessee for the total eclipse, oh, and you did we were driving go up there. I didn't know that. Okay, did I? Yeah, you we told were me in that. Dead center of the path. It was awesome. Oh man. Anyways, I'm jealous. We're driving on the interstate, and there's a sign, and it says Mickey D's, like M I C K E Y D. Huh. And and it had the McDonald's logo and. I'm like, wait, are they? It was McDonald's. Oh. Advertising as Mickey D's on a billboard. Interesting. And I was like, colloquial, wait, quite nice. They're doing that now? Oh, 
they must okay. have had some regional data that says, you know, people call us Mickey D's in, in Tennessee. I, you know, I don't know. I, that happens everywhere. So that's quite interesting to see. I never I, I blew my mind that they would change their branding like that where Mickey D's was very prominent. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, no, and I, I think that's directly related because this doesn't just have to do with software and it doesn't just have to do with the runnings of a website because, you know, this isn't going to be a, a, a list episode where we go through the top five or top ten, but I'll probably call out some examples later just to get people's um, wheels rolling in, in, in our minds, so to speak, because it's bigger than just the software you're using. We really have to question, are we getting value out of what we're doing or has someone already done enough of it for us? <laughs> and I'm, I'm surprised to hear that you thought about building your own platform because I mean, you were, you were adamantly against that. I st by the way, I do still stand by building the platform because that was a personal growth experience. So I'm going to exempt so all personal growth why. experiences. That's why for me, I wanted to do it because it's a new technology uh, new libraries. So for me, I would be using it to gain familiarity with the platform to better help me in my job. Mm -hmm. So this would be a hobby thing for me that is self-development and self-growth where I'm, I'm handling education on my own. For you, it was a different thing. And, and this is where we get into some of the questions and topics I asked you that help bring about some of the like, huh, maybe I shouldn't go reinvent the wheel. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. How does somebody know whether they should or should not reinvent the wheel? Well, for you, you were like, hey, I've got this thing. And I started down this, the – This thing, by so the way, was a very rudimentary CMS, content management yeah. system. I was like, what's your business model? Okay, these people do that. Which, by so the way, my, my business model was nothing to do with the CMS. It was publish the show. <laughs> but it was like, so what, what's the end goal? What, why are you trying to do that? And my and only was, answer was because I wanted to. I wanted to build the CMS. And that, that apparently is not good enough of an answer as I've come to learn. Well, for me, it wasn't. Like you want to make money. Great. If you build it, they might not always come because someone else is probably already doing it and better. So like what are you doing that you can make a profit from and what's your target audience and what benefit are you giving them over – GoDaddy over DreamHost, you know, or over... just even Wix and Squarespace, because yeah, I, I that, think that, I think where we got confused was I do have this vision. I'll tell you just on air and everything out in front of everybody. I'll tell you, I do have this vision where I think that you and I at some point and, and other people as well, some team that we could build some amazing tool for content publishers because it's a piecemeal here, piecemeal there. I've come to learn, one, that piecemeal is fine, but two, I do think we could build an amazing tool. However, if you have a tool that you think is so amazing and would work and integrate with all of these other great tools that people need to use, the correct path for that is get a development team, get a management team, get venture capital, and grow the thing or just do it as a passion project. And I don't mean to belittle the passion project. Some really great software and really great tooling has come out of passion projects that weren't backed by yeah. venture capital. But you really have those two paths. You either have a group of dedicated people, could be a group of one, who say, this is the thing I want to bring into the world and here's why. Or you have the business idea, you put it together, you build the right team and you get backing for it. For me, my answer to you was nothing about pushing the content management system. So it makes perfect sense that you were saying, so why are you doing it? 
Right. And, and the other thing was you're like, yeah, I'm going to have these libraries and these tools and I'll have someone maintain it. And I was like, well, there's bootstrap and there's <laughs> jQuery and there's angular. So if you use common tools and common libraries, mm-hmm. you can go to any, any website, a- any, any job site and say, I need a JavaScript developer or front end developer. And there's a very high likelihood you'll find someone who can understand the code and pick it up and keep working on it. So if there's a problem with that developer, you can get a different one and you know, right. but if it's some homegrown or some very weird or some very niche product, the odds of finding someone familiar with it and able to get up to speed and work quickly are very low. And that was the key for me because I and still, you, you shoehole yourself into right. like, well now you're invaluable to me because you're the only one who knows it. I mean, I still stand by that decision because of the growth experience, but here's where I was completely wrong. The part of it I was wrong. And you brought this up at the time, and we'll move on to some other instances rather than just the multi-new-media side in a moment. Um, But where I was wrong was I, when I built the system, it relies upon that custom framework. And you're trying to point that out. You're saying you're not making this, you know, you're not making it scalable at all. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use Bootstrap later if you want. But there was always that qualifying word of later. It doesn't matter if you're building software. It doesn't matter if you're working in marketing and building uh, target demographics and segmentation. It doesn't matter if you're over in education and building curriculum. When you keep finding that what you say you'll do later and you never come back to, you're kind of honing in on the problem. And for me, it was that. You, nobody could have ever used Bootstrap or any other system because I, I kept locking it down to my proprietary stuff. And that's just the wrong way to go. And you you like technical. You, you like developing but that's not what you are who you are no not you're a business person like i'm a technical guy i like learning the technology taking it apart putting it back together building things out of it my, my whole goal usually is take a back a box of legos and put them together into something amazing i try not to melt down plastic and make my own bricks <laughs> so is that what that's i was a doing? a little bit more involved i i think that's what a lot of people are doing don't don't you i mean do yeah. you, you see this and, all and, over the plates it's not just me right right and and I, I you know over time i've come to that example like it used to be i like building things out of the blocks and i and, and you know i use all these common frameworks and libraries that are available and they get you 90 95% of the way there maybe 100% of the way there i only ever open the box if there's a problem and i need to look inside and that's why i say I don't like to melt down plastic and make my own blocks. Well, I think I can help for some people because I know that there are people listening that are going to have objections to that. And they'll say exactly what I said to you about a year and a half ago when I said, yes, (laughs) but somebody makes those frameworks and somebody makes those libraries. Why should I use theirs? Why should I deal with these 400 different libraries to choose from? But it goes back, and this is the part I, I didn't know at the, the time. And the I, team of eight working full it, time every day, every week to now, make it work in every browser known to man. Now you told you me that, to and that's a technical consideration, and I get it. But remember, a lot of people think this way first. Even the value is not from the tool. The value was from what they were creating, that the work they were doing together. They may a lot of these have capital behind them, or they're existing developers, and it's their passion project. And we're right back there. You've got a couple of different avenues to make this happen. A passion project of a team or a venture. It doesn't have to be VC, some type of a backed enterprise. Right. You've got, Or it could be a failed project. They were going to build something and they ran out of money. And they pivoted. It wasn't going to fail. So they're just like, okay, we're going to open source it. Yep. 
Pivot, uh, open source, and there we go. Blender, a very famous open source. 3D modeling, right? 3D modeling yeah. was originally a proprietary company's tool. And, you know, they they were going out of business or something, and they're like, okay, we're going to open source it. I did Netscape, not know that. You know, Netscape I've been, Navigator was a proprietary what? browser. Oh, yeah. They open sourced it because they were trying to compete on the server side. And so they thought if they, like, you know, yeah, I, gave it away and fought IE, they would be okay. And, I remember yeah. very little about those days, but I do remember the entire server suite of um, products that, that Netscape had. And I, yeah. I, that's when I think I started realizing that the web was growing faster than I could necessarily keep up and that you'd have to pick what your specialty is. And I don't know if I ever saw mine going so far to the business ideation side, but how many people listening right now does that resonate with? And whether it's business ideation or they're saying, you know, no, I found myself on the code side or the design side or somewhere else. I'm not saying you have to be a specialist in this world because I'm a big proponent of of being a generalist. But you and have I'm a to know on my side, right? Too. You have to know what you're going to focus on. So this is where eighty twenty uh, rule, right? So for me, I'm a generalist in the fact that I can pretty much code in it, pretty much any language or any you know desktop, server, web. But I I'm good at integrating. I can take lots of disparate packages and bolt on extra functionality, uh, interface multiple things to have functionality greater than the whole, greater than the sum of their parts. And so trying to talk about that with you, I kept saying, you know, you, you were talking about wanting to spin up businesses. You have all these ideas and you want to create a business and run with it. And, and it doesn't work, I, shut it down. I erroneously felt like that's why I needed my own custom Your own platform. platform. Right. And I was like, well, why don't you just use the tools out there? There's sites dedicated to this where instead of spending two years or a year yeah. or X number of months building a thing, it was, which might be costing you. It was a one dollars? year. It was a one year part time project that I probably could have made. Uh, it was very part time, but I probably could have made ten thousand dollars going out and consulting in the field that I that I do. You sure. Know, that's, so you you cost yourself ten thousand dollars to build this. Right. Thing. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially to build this thing. To now, I believe you to spin up businesses. I believe that I may have received an equal amount of understanding or growth. So I don't know if if I don't I don't know if this is a translatable skill or if this is learning through the failure of you know Zen teaching. Or are you still holding on and, and not wanting to fully let go. Either way, well, I, I'm not. <laughs> but here's the truth, right? Let's talk about some of these because you mentioned that. You can use tooling that's out there and not have to touch a bit of code. You don't have to worry about it. People don't even have to worry about getting a .com anymore. If you nope. want a simple business, you can start an entire business, including e-commerce, including social media channeling, including content, all of it on Facebook alone. Facebook pages have a shop where you can sell products. They have, of course, that it is social media. They have uh, areas where you can have conversations with your with your followers and fans. I mean, it's Set conceivable. Up online events and online meetups. It's conceivable uh, that someone could ads. have an entire business start up on Facebook. Yeah. And think about how little overhead there probably is with that because you don't have to pay for hosting. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you just have to do the right type of networking. Speaking of the, the, the system that I developed for multinewmedia.com, 
I'm having some trouble with the the blog part in it. And it's not that it's difficult. It's not that it's more complex coding than I can handle, even as a hobbyist. It's that I don't have the time to implement it all. And yeah. someone recently was saying, uh, have you heard of Medium? And so I started looking at Medium and looking at the fact that they have an RSS feed. And a lot of the work that I did trying to build a podcast platform was learning how to work with RSS feeds. And I'm in no way apologetic about that. That is forget the money part of that for me. So I can take the RSS feed from Medium, integrate it right in. And that's where I'm, I'm actively experimenting with that right now uh, as well, not as we record this, but the day of of looking at Medium, publishing some sample stories, seeing how it works, putting things behind their paywall versus keeping it open to everyone and how it would integrate via RSS. So things like Medium, uh, WordPress is taking on more of that approach now to where WordPress doesn't have to run your entire site. Seems like we're evolving out of the days where before you had to go get some hosting, a domain name, patch the two together, put some type of CMS on there. You had to know all of this. And that's where my bias came in. Now, services are popping up of people who know how to do that and saying, I want to eliminate that for you for low cost, no cost, because that's what we're passionate about. Yeah. Too much of a rant? No. No, I I, 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 I mean, the, the platforms is real. You know, originally the platforms were you need you needed servers it was for like tech enthusiasts and, and pro enthusiasts you know they they were people who had maybe a business internet at home or had a pipe at home where they could run a server or a website um when we started getting better cloud hosting there were people everyone kind of went to probably php or net like net nuke or wordpress or, or something like that where it was easy to set up easy to put in plugins but you still had to have a little bit of technical knowledge yep you know, you, you were Googling it a lot or you were contracting a third party that could handle running the server, handle the theming. You yeah, know, you still had to WordPress, know cPanel and Plesk and PHP by or, or pay someone to do it or pay. Someone. And WordPress themes are still huge today. WordPress is not that much smaller than it was. No, it's but, not. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. But, you know, just like cloud computing went to, you know, we went from machines to hosted data centers to VMs to cloud. Mm -hmm. The same things kind of happened with, with blogging and CMS platforms. You know, like you said, there's, there's medium, there's hosted WordPress, there's hosted things where maybe you don't have to, uh, completely MySpace out your profile with, with, with glitter and background music and all the crazy theming. (laughs) MySpace. (laughs) Medium is, and some of those are for long form articles. Yeah. Bloggers usually try to write a little bit longer posts, you know, the long form type thing with, with graphics and, and basic formatting, uh, good fonts. And a lot of these like paths, these platforms as a service, you know, blogging as a service type of thing, you just sign up and start writing. You don't have to do anything. Right. So, I mean, on Medium, I created two accounts in a matter of five minutes today. WordPress.com, you know, it's not like you have to have a hosting account anymore. I'm looking at WordPress.com. Here's their big headline. WordPress powers 28% of the internet. That's their claim. So if you want my citation, it's WordPress.com. And they're saying you can get a custom domain, no ads, and support from $4 a month. They've completely erased the need for people to have a domain registrar. For people to have a hosting account, you can still have it if you want, 
But right, and then you can go Squarespace and Wix where it's like, oh, I want to add shopping cart functionality. I want to uh, take credit cards mm-hmm. and PayPal and Bitcoin and whatever. You don't have to write any of this stuff. You don't need to know any of it. You can focus on the thing you want to do. So for you, you wanted to focus on spinning up businesses or websites. I'm like, hey, just pick a host. Right. Just pick a thing, spin it up, try it out. My wife wanted to do something on like Etsy. Yeah, like, Etsy, okay, great marketplace Etsy. for it. Mm-hmm. Or, or or go with Wix, spin up Wix. You, you know, you can, you know, when you, when you get a little bit bigger, do Wix, do, do whatever. I don't have to manage it because, you know, as much as I love you, I don't necessarily want to do the IT when I get home too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have to talk me out of it either. Right. So it, it's just like, do, do the do the thing. Yeah. And you do the business. I, Don't I, worry about the minutia around it. I love that you're Folks. talking about e-commerce because I, I that's where I see a lot of students get hung up and where surprisingly I'm least hung up. It's the CMS area because a long time ago I started working with them and I, I got stuck in my head and I just I, – I, that's over a decade ago. I need to let it go. But e-commerce, I see so many students. They go, well, I need to buy a domain name. Okay, fine. And then I need to get hosting. Huh. Why? <laughs> so a decade ago, I was doing WordPress and and Drupal, and a decade before that, I was just doing HTML sites and like. So I'm stuck text where editors you were, and Dreamweaver. I'm stuck. <laughs> I was stuck, and I think I'm finally and moving on Fusion. from it. Where you were yeah. 20 years ago, that's the mentality I carried in to at least 2015. And the e-commerce part, I want to name some of these because, again, I know that this is where people get hung up. Yes, you can use WordPress and have an e-commerce module added in. That's perfectly fine, whether it's hosted, whether it's uh, WordPress.com. You can go to Shopify. You can go to Etsy. Yeah, yeah, Shopify, Etsy, all of those. The, the This is where the PaaS, the platform as a service, or, you know, instead of the infrastructure. Right. Like, I don't want to have to spin up the server. I don't want to have to go look up Apache configs oh, and exactly. HD access files. I'm going to let somebody go get a degree in cloud data science and deal with Azure and deal with AWS for me. You know, yeah, that's I, the I business Azure mentality. Today, and I, I, you know, you can spin up machines with PowerShell and that's cool. And, and we do that. Uh, but there's people that do DevOps and that's what it is. Just managing the infrastructure. And, and handling the build process of software and deployment. So when your your updates happen and you, you know, you, that's what they do. Yeah. I have to do one more plug because it's a secret question. I'm hoping that somebody will reach out to me. Feedback at multinewmedia.com or the comments on the episode 81 page at multinewmedia.com or um, we're on Anchor now. So if you want to send me a call in on Anchor, if anyone's using that, we're multinewmedia on Anchor. So I, I found... Um, in myself a need to sell some digital downloads right it's one of the ventures i'm trying to spin up and you and i talked a couple of months ago about oh i'm looking at this shopping cart and that shopping cart and i was installing a few um through cpanel and i really found a couple that i liked but i worried about the support of them they're open source they're independently developed and i thought what's the development cost if i need something custom and earlier today i found a service that's been around for years I'm sure some of you have told me about it over and over again, but Selfy, S-E-L-L-F-Y. I signed up, and, and I'm not I'm not promoting them. They're not paying for this. I just want to point out any of these services, Etsy doesn't matter. Selfy, I signed up, added a product, set the price, linked it to my PayPal in less than five minutes, and here I am thinking, 
why? Why do I bother having hosting, installing this uh, open source software through cPanel, managing it, having to update it, setting everything else when I can just click, 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 done. Now, here's the control freak in me and in a lot of business people. I still want that other thing. But the benefit is I can now make the revenue. I can earn the revenue that justifies me moving into that other space. It's a false sense of security. Absolutely. And and I'm starting so, to realize I'm less secure by trying to get too much. Yep. And so you, you've you been trained over the years. So in the 90s, if you wanted music, you had to buy a tape, maybe a CD, maybe a record. You're, you're fancy with right? that CD. Yeah. Yeah. Spend a little extra yeah. for it. Shiny, optical. Yeah. But it was yours. You want to make a copy of it? Cool. You, you want to do whatever? It was yours. Give it to your friend. You're done with it. Give it away. Right. What happened when the iPod came out? What was the big shift that people didn't get their heads around right away and still fight today a little bit, but Google hopped on board and everybody else hopped on board? You don't own it. You own a license, not a copy. Right, right. But you're giving the control to somebody else. Mm -hmm. But you have access to it. You can use it all the ways you want. you're fine. You can download it for offline listening. Yeah. But you don't own that song. Remember the outcry the first couple of years? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you mean if I switch over to another market, I have to pay again. Do you think twice about it today? Some people people do, but most of us know. How about Pandora? How about Spotify? You don't think about it. It just works. It's just there. It's just a platform. And you know, maybe iHeartRadio or, or, or whatever the old platform, Rhapsody, you know, maybe it's gone, but you find it somewhere else. I, I mean, so as far as the selling goes, do you think you're more secure? Do you think you're better off having to maintain a server, have a skill set to maintain the server, upgrade the server, maintain the software, configure it properly so that it's secure so that you don't expose credit cards and, and everything works great troubleshoot the issues that pop up monitor the logs make sure the performance is right and it's load balanced all of these things do you think you, that makes you safer or, or or more secure than having a team of experts that run all this stuff are constantly doing bug fixes constantly making it better and you upload the picture of your product and how much you want to take and their service handles that paypal handles taking the money and you just make your product. I mean, there's where no, you, where, yeah, there's no other way to sell it. That's perf- perfect simplicity. Where do you spend? Where do you want to spend your focus? Right. Because that's what we all were doing. We did it all in the '90s. We all were like, got to make our server, got to make it run, got to add our blog, got to tweak it. Oh, got to get updates. Oh, run antivirus. Got to run system updates. We got to reboot it. We all spent our time being a system admin instead of being a blogger, instead of being a web designer, instead of being a businessman. Because we wanted a presence online. And that's what we had to do in order to get it. Or at least that's what we were told at the time. And it was true for the most part. Yeah. And we saw people becoming billionaires by doing it. Right. But today, it's all different. I have this weird feeling, and it sounds so grandiose, that I don't think I could say it except to you or on this podcast. Because I don't know if... It's just me and you, man. Okay. I don't know if anyone else but our listeners and you would get this. I feel like... Technology has finally caught up to my thinking. And now that means I have to, 
to the way I to the way I would expect a tool to work, to the way I would want to develop it if I were to develop it. I feel like technology is caught up and that means here's the most important part of this. That means I have to run like hell to keep up now. Now I've got to focus on the thing and I know so many people No, it's you can't hide anymore. That's I, all it is. So many you people who feel that same way. You can't hide behind the technology, you can't hide behind the server. This is this is what all of us, well, maybe not all of us, this is what a lot of us want. The free flow of ideas. The best idea wins. The the Yeah, have I you been talking care. to the big media companies about this? They don't want that at all. <laughs> That's but another episode. Have they not given us the tools? Uh, accidentally? Do, or? do you not think that some of these big platforms that we're talking about oh sure yeah comes from some of those facebook and google uh, and other absolutely yeah no i'm just picking on the traditional media companies a little bit unfairly even uh, you know but just so many but people have these the hang-ups right, yeah if you had the right idea if you have the right product if you have the right message and you're not technical or you don't know um how, how to you know, maybe you know a little bit about blogging or a little bit about e-commerce, but you don't know about the infrastructure, the server, the language. Why bother with it? You know, if if you know, my my job is to share and and be you know, quote unquote, a thought leader or or uh, get on the front forefront of the technology that I'm interested in. Yeah, I'm going to go practice and work on those things, but when I'm blogging or when I'm writing or when I'm working on a book, it'll probably just be off-the-shelf tools. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go write my own word. I'm going to use what's already there. It is my profound hope that other people are like us, that we're not unique in this situation and that they get real benefit from hearing other people talk about this, hearing real human beings that they can reach out and email and talk to and Skype and chat. But I think I think um, that most people, if they're like us, are going to need time to reflect on it now and think about where their pitfalls are. And the best guide that I believe we can give in order to do that, and I'll probably listen back to this episode, even though, you know, I'm on all the episodes. I don't always listen back to them, except, uh, you know, in post-production. I'll probably listen back to this one because I think we can end the show in a way, this episode in a way that helps people start their journey of figuring out what it's taken us two years to figure out. Three years if you count the entirety of this show. (laughs) So I'll ask you to share a story, whatever you think of when you decided that you were not only interested in business and technology and all of these things, but you knew you were going to go technology. What made you know you were going to go towards tech and development? And then I'll (laughs) share the inverse of the moment I knew I wasn't going to go to tech, or I should have known, that I wasn't going to go fully into tech and that business was more my my side of the coin. Come on, man. I was seven. Well, what was it? What was the specific? My parents, like... I, I I was I know I remember being in Scouts and uh, boys uh, you know Cub Scouts and one of the pack leaders ha- or you know Den Masters had uh, logo the the programming the turtle, mm. which a- a- and and then my parents got a computer in '86 and um, it was like pretty much in the basement and I was the only one like always on it. Wait, what did the they get family. in '86? What computer did they have? I had an Apple II GS. Apple II GS. Uh, I would have put my money on like a Commodore or IBM. 
uh, I didn't get my first IBM PC until 1994. Oh. It was a 46. Did you ever have a, a Tandy, like a TRS-80 or something? Nope. So you no, had the I Apple. used them at school. I always wanted one. I wanted well, to try I mean, you had the Apple II. Commodore. You had the Apple II. Why did you want one of those? Uh, the games and, and oh. stuff, but I didn't start really getting into programming until basic in fifth grade, and then I was doing – like I just – I've always loved computers, and uh, I – for a while, I was going to be a math. I wanted to be a mathematician, a physicist, or a chemist, a astronomy, astronomer, and uh, I just kind of realized that underneath it all were computers. That sticking with with what I knew and what I loved would take me anywhere. And and then I realized it was not just in the sciences; it was the world. Everything, everywhere uses computers. I, I got back. I, you know, I was online in '94. And I've pretty much been online ever since. <laughs> Never logged <laughs> off, even when you only well, had 100 hours per month. Uh, <laughs> so I've gone on a couple of trips away from the Internet, but I would probably say since the 90s, I've only been offline maybe six months wow. total. Wow. Wow. I like being connected. I like the information. I I would probably sign up for uploading my brain or having a brain implant to connect. I, 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 give me more. I, I'm ready for transhumanism. Let's do this. It won't be AI. It will be post-Chris intelligence. Okay. I mean, so my story starts fairly young like that, too. I mean, I originally wanted to be a scientist, and I hit um, I had a tough personal streak in my family life when I was around middle school, late elementary, middle school, and it threw me off. Um, and I've, I realized even in middle school, I realized that I had missed so much on the math and the science that my dreams of that were, were pro I was probably not going to catch up. And I thought, well, what am I really interested in? And about that time, about 12 years old, I thought, oh man, I love business. Then I got a computer and oh man, what I love business. Well, I what about business? Yeah. My grandmother had her own business. She, she wasn't super successful. Uh, in life until she had her own business at an older age. My dad had his own business. I was just around that entrepreneurial small business owner so much of my life. And so it finally clicked in my head at about 12 of, I like this. I'm comfortable with this. I know um, I kind of I, I kind of see it without having to work too hard at it. And that's not a lazy thing. That's a I, I can build into having insight here. And so I got the first computer and wanted to go down that path. But here's the moment I knew or should have known that it was business, not technology. I started programming basic late middle school, moved in. I had some trouble with Visual Basic, and so I left that for a while, went in with HTML and JavaScript as you know, Netscape with, was pushing uh, all of that infamous blink tag like I like to love to pick on on the show. Marquee. Marquee, <laughs> marquee the scrolling marquee, yes. And, of course, make it scroll left or right just to annoy people. And uh, but I was in college and by this point I was working uh, or late high school, early college. I was working with Pearl. I hadn't quite moved to PHP yet. Mm -hmm. And I was building my first I had already built a content management system or two and I was building my first e-commerce platform and I got scared about security and I realized it was a larger problem than I could tackle alone. And I didn't know anyone else in development because I'd already decided to go to school for business. And I should have known at that moment, but it took me a few years after that to realize, yeah, let's go ahead and get the grad degree in business and let's go ahead and get the corporate job. Uh, and by that point, you know. 
So hopefully this helps other people and they hear our stories and they hear everybody and every part of business has these hangups. But these tools are out here. There are teams of independent developers who are working on passion projects. There are venture-backed, whatever that means, venture-backed projects to bring these tools to market to have value add and profit for the people who do. We can capitalize on that ourselves and use these tools. So think what's available around you. Explore the market. See if any of them can save you a little bit of time, money, or headache. Last words? I really feel like, and it's a struggle for all of us, it's keeping your eye on what you want to do. What's the end goal? What's the thing? And and will spending your effort and time in this activity help you get there, or is it a distraction? Like, what can you do to eliminate, alleviate, speed it up, you know, click deploy? What can you do? to get that stuff out of the way so you can focus on the goal. So for me, the goal is blogging. So I'm, I'm not writing all that stuff. Um, I found a quick tool. I can set it up. I can deploy it and I can just focus on the writing for you. It was moving things in a different way, but it was reprioritizing what your goal was. Who are you kidding? I'm a standard business person. My goal is widget ship. Yeah. Profit. (laughs) Yeah. Is it building a website? No, (laughs) no, no, it's not. I love it, but it's not. Yeah, you love it, but it's not. And, and and letting go is hard. Like I said, I faced it. I, I, I thought about it, and I think I fiddled with it for like a day or two, and I went, what am I doing? <laughs> Man. And you got to have that, that, that willpower to be able to say, what am I doing? Just stop. <laughs> you got your senses about you in one day. It took me a year and a half. Yeah. It'll be all right, man. All right. Well, until next time, this is Multinumedia. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.